Welcome to the S-Files, sponsored by Serve Wisconsin, Wisconsin's National and Community Service Board. I'm your host, Kyle Flower, Communications and Government Affairs Officer for Serve Wisconsin. S-Files is your look into the impacts and stories of AmeriCorps members and volunteers serving throughout the state of Wisconsin. Each episode, we'll be digging into their service stories, or S-Files, to learn about the people and programs whose service is meeting critical needs across Wisconsin and enriching the lives of the people and communities they serve. In this episode, we are speaking with Margie Zutter and Diana Jost from RSUP of Dane County, which is recognized as the AmeriCorps Seniors Program of the Year at the 2022 Governor Service Awards earlier this year. So how are you both doing today? We're doing just uh, great. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Kyle. Well, thanks so much for joining us today to talk about RSUP of Dane County. Could you two start off by telling us a little bit about RSUP of Dane County and the overall volunteer service that AmeriCorps Seniors volunteers do with the program? Well, we're especially excited this year because our program is 50 years old and we were the first RSVP program formed in Wisconsin. So for the last 50 years, we've had volunteers that have served a total of over 8 million hours of service. And we have programs that we've added over the years, including our foster grandparent program. So we've had a foster grandparent program for the last 21 years, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so volunteers help in hundreds of assignments throughout Dane County, helping people of all ages. Both RSVP and FGP programs help seniors remain active and healthier through volunteer service. And volunteers in both programs positively impact the lives of those they serve, providing helping hand to those in need and demonstrating that seniors are a tremendous resource. Congratulations on celebrating the 50 years of volunteer service by your AmeriCorps seniors volunteers and for the difference you make in the community. You said it was 8 million hours. That's right. That is a whole lot of hours of volunteer service helping out folks in Dane County. And looking at what your AmeriCorps seniors volunteers do over those 8 million hours over the last 50 years, what are the different types of activities that they're doing to help out the community right now? Well, we started out like all other RSVP programs do throughout the United States by offering one-to-one opportunities for adults 55 and older. We call this community connections in our program. The next thing that we started offering 48 years ago was our driver services program. Dane County asked us for help with transportation, and you know there's such a big need for transportation for older adults nationwide. They asked if we could help with that. And what we did was we worked with our senior centers throughout Dane County and set up a program where rides are being scheduled through Dane County at the various senior centers. And they are using our volunteers that we recruit and they help us recruit also to schedule rides for other older adults and veterans. And so this is really a program where neighbors are helping neighbors It makes a lot of sense because the volunteers that are serving through the senior centers are help people maybe they know or they know of. And there's a really strong bond that's formed. And our volunteers are helping people get to medical appointments, including dialysis. They're helping also, if there are enough drivers to help with medical, they help with other types of important transportation as well. And then shortly after that, the county said, well, how would you like to help us with our home-delivered meal? program outside of Madison. Another agency helps deliver the meals in 
the Madison area. So we stepped up and yes, our volunteers are coordinated again outside of Madison through the various senior centers and they deliver many meals each year. In fact, I know later we're going to be talking about the impact pandemic but that's where this program started serving a lot more people and delivering a lot more meals during the pandemic when the senior center nutrition sites couldn't be open. Through the way, we've added more programs. We have a longstanding group projects homeworkers program where volunteers are helping by using their talents and skills to create wonderful handmade items for people in need. So these are things like wilts and lap robes and mittens, hats and scarves items for children, including baby light items. During the pandemic, they started making masks. And particularly in the beginning, when people weren't able to get the face masks they needed, this was something that we our volunteers really helped with. And they make a lot of different things and we get requests for new items all the time. It's a really a big recycling program because we get donated materials, fabric, yarn, etc., where volunteers then turn them into these usable and beautiful items. And so this diverts, I think, a ton of fabric every year from potentially going into the landfill. We have volunteers in other programs too, our intergenerational program. Everybody's is part of that program, and, and we'll talk about that a little later. We have a triad program where volunteers help other seniors avoid become victims of scams and frauds. We have a bus buddy program where volunteers are helping others learn how to navigate the public transportation bus system in Madison, and this helps them be more independent. And of course, we have our foster grandparent program where we work with low-income seniors and provide a small stipend and other benefits to make it affordable for them to volunteer. Well, that's a huge range of activities that they are doing and making a difference in the community. And then how many volunteers do you roughly have serving per year? Before the pandemic, it was about 1,200. And then we did lose some volunteers along the way, and some are even waiting to come back until they feel more comfortable. But despite the pandemic, we had over 1,000 volunteers serving last year with over 120,000 hours of service. So I think that's significant. That's incredible to have that high of an amount of people volunteering just within one county, making a difference for other people. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so looking at some of those different activities, I think you started off with talking about the Community Connections program, doing the one-on-one. So what are the seniors that are volunteering that program doing? They're doing a variety of different things because each volunteer station is unique. For instance, we have volunteers helping with restore program. So they would be working on site, helping people find the items they need in the restore, checking people out, sorting materials. I had a volunteer that was helping in the electrical department and she was known as Sparky. (laughs) And then volunteers that are helping in the libraries, they would be shelving books and sorting. Volunteers that are helping in hospitals help with deliveries and some would help with patient escort. So there's a lot of different ways that people can serve and a lot of exciting things that we can offer. And the key is really offering potential volunteers something that that person would really like to do. And it utilizes their skills and their interests because that's the type of individual that's going to want to stay with the volunteer assignment. You know, they'll find it personally meaningful. They'll want to stay a long time. And 
Serve Wisconsin started offering our volunteers recognition for those serving 20 years or more. That started last year, and we had 88 volunteers who received that award last year for 20 years of service, and this year it was another 26. Last year, one of our longstanding volunteers who started in 1978, she started delivering meals and she's continued. And she didn't actually want much recognition at all because she says it's something you do. I don't need the recognition. It's something that has meant a lot to me to continue doing. It's incredible to think about that number of people that not only are volunteering, but you look at just, you said that you have over a hundred volunteers that have volunteered at least 20 years. And that's just not saying 20 years. Some of them might be like 25, 28, 30 years or more with the program. And that longevity is a huge thing for a continued difference they can make. That's right. I, I shouldn't say that they've stuck with the whole assignment. Our volunteer who delivered meals has, yes. But others have added more assignments along the way, or they've changed assignments. And that's the beauty of our program, because we offer a lot of different opportunities. And maybe somebody's interested in working in the library for a while, but then they hear about this other assignment. They want to try computer buddies, or they want to do touring the schools, or they want to make handmade items. So there's a lot people can do in ways that they connect up with others as well. So that's great. And I know you mentioned a second ago that Computer Buddies program we're at the school. So I know a lot of the programs might serve other seniors or help other folks, but you talk about some of the programs that are helping serve youth in the community. That's right. I'll let Diana join in here. Well, thanks, Margie. We have actually an intergenerational program, which is part of RSVP, and then we have a foster grandparent program. And these two programs really kind of work hand in hand. They, they do similar activities. Foster grandparent program, as Margie mentioned, basically we recruit low-income seniors over the age of 55, and these seniors will receive a small stipend and transportation reimbursement, and then they tutor and mentor in elementary schools in Dane County, primarily in the Madison area, Madison, Wanakee, the forest. And they, they work one-on-one -on -one with students that changed a little bit during the COVID pandemic, and we can talk about that later. But they work one-on-one -on -one with students to increase literacy and math skills. They work on, with history. They work with science. But they also are there as a mentor to get students more engaged in school and social-emotional support. They also are Computer Buddies, which is a weekly email program that we have between classrooms in Dane County and our foster grandparents and also our intergenerational volunteers as well. We also offer a program through Madison Commonwealth, which is mock interviews, where some of our volunteers will work with students from four different high schools in Madison. And they will have the students interview, like they're interviewing for a job or college placement or something like that. And then the volunteers give feedback to them. And it's sort of a practice interview. It's to practice their interviewing skills. They help with resume building and things like that, which is really nice. And then our newest program, which is our Postcard Pen Pal program, is our brand new program this year that we partnered with Chavez Elementary in Madison, five kindergarten classrooms. And our foster grandparents write postcards weekly and send them to the school. And then the kindergarten kids write postcards back. It's a very nice program. It promotes writing skills, which is one thing that Madison's really focusing on is trying to get writing skills back writing, reading, but also it's that emotional connection and that intergenerational connection between a senior volunteer and students, and especially kindergarten students that may be missing grandparents and stuff right now. Yeah, that's such a wonderful idea. 
So I love the the postcard idea where it's doing the pen pals piece. And it sounds like the computer buddies is an electronic version of a pen pal in some way. Exactly. Exactly. It's it, you, you hit the nail on the head. Yes. It's, it's an electronic blog. We work through a platform called Fan School, which is a safe platform. And so students then will, their senior volunteer once a week, and then the volunteers will answer that blog back. And so there's, there's different ways. So we have volunteers that really love to work on the computer, very knowledgeable technology and really like this. And then we have some volunteers that aren't comfortable with that. And so the postcard pen pal program opened up a way for them to communicate, especially during COVID, to work with kids and engage kids without actually being in the classroom and not having to use technology. That sounds like a great mix. I was just thinking that when you're talking about the different types, because some of the programs were doing the interviews, I'm guessing that might be an in-person piece versus the letter writing could be remote. So it really gives the AmeriCorps Seniors volunteers the option to serve remotely or serve in person or serve in ways that really make them feel comfortable during the pandemic and just whatever their personal circumstances are as well. Exactly. Transportation, like Marcia said, is a, is a big roadblock sometimes. And so this lets volunteers still be able to volunteer and, and work with students without having to drive or take a bus or something into a school. And then looking at safety, I know you talked about the triad program a little bit earlier. We could go into what the seniors are doing at that program and who they're trying to reach. They're trying to reach both older adults and those who work with older adults. So they plan programs and then guest speakers are invited to talk about these different topics. And because of COVID, I mean, this has all gone remote. So these programs are in some ways reaching more people than an in-person program would have. And it has allowed them to engage speakers who are even national. In addition to the local programming that we have in Madison, particularly, we also have an annual triad conference, and that's really a statewide conference that was held in Madison until COVID started, and it also went remotely too. So for four Fridays, for instance, in October coming up, there will be morning sessions, two topics for each morning on a variety of different safety issues. And again, these are planned by our volunteers and other members of the committee, and our triad coordinator invites whoever would like to come participate and sets that all up. And these are also recorded. So if somebody couldn't attend one of the sessions, they can catch up later. That's great. And so are they on things like financial safety, on physical safety? What are some of the the topics they'd be? Right. Financial safety is one of the topics. We also have had things like safety at home, including hoarding or how to get rid of some of your excess accumulations to make it safer for you at home. You know, when do you call for assistance? How do you handle potential burglaries that you find out about in the neighborhood? How to avoid scams and frauds? What are the latest scams and frauds that are occurring? What are you likely to hear that's coming through either on your computer or messages in your phone? And this can be very scary for people. I know Sometimes I receive messages and I'm not so sure whether it's legitimate or not. Older adults are being targeted all the time and finding out how to deal with this, who to, if you want to question it, you're not alone in this. Another topic would be medication safety, you know, how to make sure it's secure and not accessible to visitors or grandchildren, fire prevention in the home. And there's also a triad newsletter. So we have volunteers involved in producing that newsletter. 
researching topics, writing articles, and then that goes out to a whole group of people. And we're always looking for more subscribers, so to speak. This is all free, but we have to have email addresses in order to send the information out. Well, that's great. They're able to do so much to try to help keep people safe from a variety of different issues that can come up. Looking at safety, I know you've mentioned a couple of times the changes had to make due to COVID-19. How did RCP of Dane County and your AmeriCorps seniors volunteers adjust to keep helping people during the pandemic? First, I'll talk about what happened with our driver escort part of the program. And that's where volunteers are using their own automobiles to provide rides and assistance for people to get primarily to medical appointments. And these are seniors and veterans. In 2020, April 15th, as a matter of fact, we were following, of course, the guidelines for COVID. And we actually had to make the decision to shut down that part of the program. And it was then shut down for nine months. But through that time, I had a committee that was working with Dane County Public Health and following all the national information as well. And they started developing safety protocols. We, we ordered PPE. And by early January 2021, we were able to at least start a pilot program where we had volunteer drivers. There are some that never stopped driving on their own. They knew our program couldn't provide rides, but they continued. They were so dedicated to their passengers. They continued to provide some rides. And so we started with these drivers and they used our PPE and tested our safety protocols. And that was working very well. And then in May, when our volunteers became fully vaccinated, we were able to open this program up more. And it depends on driver availability, get ride requests, but we have to have volunteer drivers available to fill all the requests. And then in October, again, this committee and working with our board made the decision that the passengers had to be vaccinated as well. So we're, we're moving ahead as we get more information, trying to make this program as safe as possible. Home delivered meals, because the drivers don't have to go into someone's home, it's not the same issue. They aren't transporting somebody in their car. It's just the meal. They can ring the doorbell, step away, put the meal at the door. And so, as I said earlier, we had volunteers delivering more meals than ever outside of Madison throughout the rest of the county. We also then had started helping the food pantries get food out to individuals in need by having volunteer drivers pick up the food. Now, originally, that when we started this program in late 2019, the volunteers were actually going into the food pantry and doing the shopping for the individuals that they were matched with. But because of COVID, it ended up to be a drive-up situation where they were handed food and then they'd take them and drop the food up at the door. And they were also helping in other ways to get groceries to people. So the program really expanded a lot during COVID. As far as how other parts of the program were adjusting, we started to rely more on Zoom. We had never used Zoom before April of 2020. And we were able to then adapt our conference room so that 
eventually when folks were able to join in person, we had people joining in person as well as people on Zoom during the same meeting and they could see each other and talk to each other. And this actually has made our program more accessible. We will continue this even past COVID (laughs) because it allows folks who maybe they have transportation problems or mobility problems, maybe they don't feel well enough to come to an in-person meeting, but they could still participate if they want to via Zoom. That's been a benefit to our program, making that adaptation. We also have started monthly Zoom events on a variety of topics to try to keep more engaged because social isolation has increased during COVID. And I was just on a a webinar the other day where they were talking about the two most vulnerable populations regarding social isolation and youth is one of them. And then the second most vulnerable are seniors. So the more ways that we can keep people engaged and provide service as they are feel safe in providing it, the better off we'll all be. Our group projects home workers program, for instance, the groups decided they couldn't meet together in person during COVID, although one of them by the end started holding a Zoom group meeting. But volunteers were still able to continue making these wonderful items at home because we had our staff and other volunteers that would drop off materials for them to work at home and pick up finished items. So there was a way for them to continue their service despite COVID. Diana, do you want to jump in and talk about intergenerational programming? (laughs) Well, intergenerational, as as you can imagine, it came to an abrupt halt in March of 2020, and the volunteers couldn't go into the classroom, and schools were shut down for a time. So with that, we, we started to think of ways that we can keep the volunteers engaged, in particular the foster grandparents, but also the intergenerational volunteers. And what we found were the virtual activities, like we talked about computer buddies thrive during that time. We had more teachers wanting to put that program into place because not only keeping the students busy and engaged, but like we talked about before, giving them somebody else to blog with, to talk with when they're maybe are not seeing their friends and their family as much. And as Margie said, the isolation hit the students just as much, the young kids, as it did the older adults. So it was a win-win. They both were, were able to talk to people. The other things we started to do with the pen pal program that we talked about, but also we thought, how can we help the teachers at this point? Because it was a tough time for them trying to teach kids on Zoom or trying to have some sort of uh, classroom on Zoom. And so we started to make literacy videos on this Caribou platform. And our volunteers would read books that were provided by Caribou. They provided a lot of different books. We would make videos and put them on our YouTube channel. And then we would give that link to teachers and principals throughout Dade County. And they could use those in the classroom while if they were not remote or if they were working remotely, they could put them on the computer and the kids could watch them or the kids could watch them on their own. And then they would have assignments with with those literacy videos. And I think we've made way over thousands of these videos that are being used. It was really, really nice. That was one of our bigger programs during this time too. So the virtual programs, like we said, you know, the computer buddies, the pen pal, the literacy videos. And then there were some opportunities. Some of our volunteers could tutor on Zoom with the teachers. They were allowed to you know, come on Zoom and, and be part of the classroom, but that was very hard to set up. But still, some of them persevered and did that. 
I mean, I would say that out of bad comes good. And we've learned a lot of different ways. And a lot of these things we will keep, you know, post COVID because we learned how successful they can be in helping the, the teachers, the students and our volunteers. And I know you mentioned being a major concern for the youth and the seniors during COVID. And I also know that it can be an issue for seniors often in general. So I think one part of the service is it helps bring people together. So how have you seen the service that AmeriCorps Seniors Volunteers impact those feelings about social isolation? Is there any other impacts you've seen from their service on both the people they're serving as well as the volunteers themselves? I can talk about some surveys that we've had and survey results, but the one thing I'd like to, this is a picture I have in my mind. I was not able to attend the computer buddy picnic. You want to mention something about this? I just have in mind how the kids were running. Yeah, they are. Just to meet their uh, computer buddies. Computer buddy program's been going on for about 11 years, you know, so this started pandemic. And every year at the end of the year, we have a computer buddy party where the senior volunteer and the kids meet for the first time, you know, in person. And we weren't able to do that. We actually did do it on Zoom for a couple of years, which was great, but it wasn't quite the same. This year for the first time, we actually could have an outdoor gathering and the computer buddies and the seniors met. And as Margie said, literally the volunteers were standing there and the kids were running down the hill from this elementary school to give them a big hug. So the impact is, I don't even know the word. It's phenomenal, I guess, right? Right. The relationship, the friendship that develops between the student and their senior buddy, they become very close. We've had teachers tell us that there's things that the student shares with their buddy that that they didn't know about, you know, and and they've known the student for a long time. They become very close. So I guess friendship and that develops has a long lasting impact. We have a lot of seniors and a lot of the students that wanted to continue this through the summer. And, and still stay in touch. So these friendships develop and they stay for a long time. So we emailed a survey to our volunteers in December 2021, and we asked them questions related to the benefit of our program. So 95% agreed that volunteering helps keep them healthy and active. 100% agreed that volunteering gives them a more positive outlook. agreed that the volunteering allows them to use their abilities and talents, and also that the volunteer experience gives them closer ties to people and and their community, and 100% agreed that their volunteer work helps meet important community needs. One person quoted, as a new resident in Madison, I knew I wanted to volunteer. I just didn't know what opportunities were available. If not for RSVP, I would never even have heard of the place where I now volunteer. We did a passenger survey in June, and 72% of the respondents indicated that this service helps them remain living in their own home and be more independent. 58% indicated that they feel less alone and receive more social support. One commented, I've enjoyed meeting these wonderful volunteer drivers. I almost look forward to my medical appointments, which I think is a great (laughs) statement. And then as far as, you know, the benefit to them, it's affordable transportation. It's good to have someone with them and waiting for them after appointments. They don't feel so isolated. They feel independent and don't have to beg someone for a ride. They feel like they're not a burden to their family. So these are all positive things that our program is doing. Looking at the experience you've had working with your AmeriCorps Seniors volunteers, 
Are there some other favorite stories or highlights you could share about the service that they do? Well, one thing that happened this spring, we have had volunteers in their 100s serving before. In fact, we had a volunteer that served until she was 105 years old. That, to my knowledge, is our oldest volunteer that's ever kept serving. And she signed up when she was 85. At the end, she had served 20 years with us. But we had a volunteer this spring that signed up for the first time, and she was two weeks before her 102nd birthday. Wow. So so that's really unique in that, you know, some people say, even when I talk to them about why they might be backing down from volunteering, they say, I'm too old. And then I'm quick to say, but, (laughs) because obviously our volunteer Hilda didn't feel she was too old to sign up for the first time with RSVP and good for her. And that's how people should feel. There's always something that somebody could do. Well, I have a, I guess, a nice story that comes out of our newest program, the Postcard Pen Pal Program. And like I said, this was through you know, partnership with Chavez Elementary, five kindergarten rooms. And one of these rooms was a dual language immersion program, which was nice in itself because we do have some foster grandparents that speak Spanish. And so they would you know, read and write postcards in Spanish with the students. But sort of a surprise that happened with that is that the teacher in that dual immersion has a relative that is a teacher in a school in Puerto Mexico. She talked the program up when her sister was visiting from Mexico over the holidays. And when the sister went back down to Mexico, she asked if we could do a postcard pen pal program with those kids in Mexico. So we started sending postcards back and forth. So our foster grandparents were actually, it was an intergenerational international kind of program. (laughs) And they were writing postcards a few times through the spring. And then at the end, we exchanged sort of sort of gifts from where we were from. So we sent them down all little erasers that are like cheese heads and a welcome to Wisconsin bumper sticker. And they sent us of these beautiful hand-painted murals of, of areas in Mexico and sent us pictures. So it was a surprise that, that came out of this program that that nobody expected, but it was it's a wonderful program. And I think we're going to actually do this again next year to try to do this. So it's, it was great to have sort of an international flavor come in. That's wonderful. And I love the story you also talked earlier about the person running up to meet their computer buddy to finally see them. They gave them a big hug and and they exchanged little gifts too. Actually, it's nice. The volunteers bring gifts that is donated by our group projects program. And so they will, they'll hand the students, I think this year it was like little throw blankets or they've given them bags and things like that. And then the, the students write these really nice thank you cards and letters and they sit around and talk and meet. And so, yeah, it, it, it is. It, it's, it's very heartwarming to watch them run up to each other and give each other a hug. That's wonderful. And then I know we've talked about the fact that RCP of Dane County has been making a difference community for the past 50 years in several different ways. Looking forward, what are you hoping to do through the service of your AmeriCorps seniors volunteers to keep making an impact? Well, our core has always been to offer personalized placement to ensure that volunteers are matched with opportunities that are fulfilling and utilize their skills, interests, and talents. And our program is always looking for new opportunities for our volunteers to serve to help meet them. You know, when I talked about new for the end of 2019 into 20, that we, we started helping food pantries get food to people, that was new. And then with the Postcard Pen Pal program for foster grandparents, that was a new opportunity. So as things develop, and that's one of the great things about RSVP, 
We can plan and have long-term programs, but we can also respond to new opportunities that come up that are fulfilling. We also want to continue expanding our efforts to underserved populations. And we have a long-term diversity committee, and we're having a DEI assessment, which is has just started this year. And so we're planning that there will be recommendations to help us move forward, to reach out to more people, because volunteering is good for everybody. And we want to reach as many people as possible. That's fantastic. I think it's great to have that flexibility moving forward and to just be committed to keep making a difference and finding more communities and more people and more ways to can help out. Well, this year I celebrated my 45th anniversary with RSVP of Bain County. And so it's a wonderful program. The people that I've met along the way have been so inspiring. Volunteers who have served despite many challenges and health problems and continue to want to make a difference. Volunteering has kept people going. We've heard it's it gets me up in the morning. It's a reason to get up. The people that they meet have helped tremendously and they feel that they get more out of volunteering than they give. Well, congratulations on the 45 years. That is wonderful. And thank you so much for joining us today to share about all the tremendous work that AmeriCorps Seniors volunteers do as part of RSVP of Dane County and just the incredible impact they've had on the community for the last 50 years. Thank you for inviting us. This is a wonderful opportunity to help us spread the message. Thank you, Carol. Thank you so much, and we look forward to the continued difference that your volunteers are going to make into the future. And thank you again to Margie and Diana for sharing about the service that AmeriCorps Seniors volunteers do with RCP of Dane County and giving us another story we can file under service. Thank you for tuning in to the S-Files podcast, produced by Serve Wisconsin. I'm your host, Kyle Clower. Your producer is Serve Wisconsin intern, Anna Daniker. And as always, a big thank you to everyone that serves here in Wisconsin. Remember, the S and S file stands for service. And you are the reason we have so many great stories to highlight. Tune in next time for another page pulled from the S-Files.